1: What's up, creators? This is your old buddy, John, and you have once again located the Sketch Podcast. I am here, as always, with Bob Hickey, publisher of Sketch Magazine, and Bill Nichols, editor of Sketch Magazine. And before I say anything else, I want to congratulate my colleagues on the fact that we have hit 5,000 individual downloads for this podcast. Now, if you're not familiar with podcast numbers, 5,000, especially for a new podcast is a pretty big deal. Yes.
0: Yes, yes it yes. is.
1: So I have to, I have to, before we do anything else, uh, give a virtual clap to, uh, to my colleagues here for, uh, achieving such a, an amazing feat in such a short amount of time.
2: Well, and to you too, John, you're
1: part oh, of it. Well, yep. thank you very much. Um yep. I'm just the one that says, okay, here's what we're talking about, and I'll let you guys go for an hour. But, you know. <laughs> uh, and speaking of what we're talking about tonight, we are talking about trading cards and sketch cards. Now, uh, two very distinct and different things. And trading cards are making a big resurgence lately. They're not a brand new thing, though. Trading cards have actually been around for a while, but um, they're starting to become a new way of advertising your products so let's get into that
0: hold on my cough <laughs> drop stuck all right um i recently gotten back into this is bob by the way um i recently got back into doing conventions here recent and uh i did uh columbus mid ohio con and i was seeing a lot of training cards sitting around on tables of different creators I know years ago, you guys remember, there was the Marvel trading cards, the X-Men trading card sets, and all those. I know some of yeah. them still dribble out a little bit. Yeah. But most of these were custom cards made to sell either on the, on the artist's site and mostly at shows. They sell, you know, buck, two bucks, three bucks a piece. Um, seeing that, I'm like, well, that's cool. I had some Blood and Roses cards sitting there that I'd done. What, Bill, 15 years ago? Yeah. And they were set. So I busted them out, threw them on some little top loaders, just for the heck of it, Sit out there at the Clay's Way stuff. I'd be darned if I didn't sell 30 of those cards. And most of those characters, people didn't even know who they were. They wanted it for the autograph. They met me. I signed them. It's a cheap little collectible. So there is a market for these cheap little... Autograph collectible out there, um, and this was just at Mid Ohio Con, and I rate Mid Ohio Con at a mid, below mid show. My wife got drunk and everything, but it's not a, it's not a Chicago, it's not a San Diego. So um, I'm really interested in the larger shows, I and mean, having a more variety of cards, what you could actually do, what you could actually sell. So yeah, it, it was pretty neat. And we should probably
1: clarify uh, what the difference is between, say, a trading card and a sketch card.
0: A trading card would be a, a printed card, full color, black and white, gray, whatever. Um, and you have duplicates of that card. So you get 250, 500, or 1,000 of that card. Done up. A sketch card would a, be a, a bl- start off as a blank card. With or without a border, you would you would actually do a sketch, whether you would do the sketch before a show or during the show, um, or do custom sketch. So, um, that's sort of the difference. Um, a trading card, you're going to pick up from one to three bucks. A sketch card, you're going to pay, I would hope, at least ten bucks or more, because there's a lot of work that goes into even a little card. It's actually a small piece of original artwork. So there's still a lot of work that goes into it. What do you think, Bill?
2: Sorry, I'm trying not to sneeze.
0: Yeah. Bill's got a cold and I've got a sore throat, so you guys got to tough it out.
2: Uh, yeah, I remember all the you know the days of um. those uh, trading cards, those Blood and Roses trading cards. I was actually just looking at mine uh, yesterday because I was flipping over on the back reading the character information.
0: Mm.
2: <laughs> you know. Because it was like a mini Bible almost. Uh oh. And I mean, on my wall, I had that uncut sheet of Blood Roses cards that you gave me. Right. Way back in the day. So. Um, and I, you know, I, I still have different trading cards that I've, you know, I've accumulated over the years from, you know, this table or that table or whatever, or this, you know, this artist that I know. And I mean, I remember the days of baseball cards and you know all those. Things too, and because you know, my brother's really into it, and that was, you know, earlier. But comics really were the deal for me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so trading cards and comics were kind of a, a synthesis of those two things for me. And to me, they were cool because you know they're handy. They're, um, uh, I don't know. Sometimes it's depending on the artist. It's just a, a, a quick representation of and it's something. I have a Kurt Swan. Here we go. There was an artist series of cards uh, once upon a time. I think Eclipse maybe did it. And Kurt Swan, um, we Jerry Foley and I saw him in a bar at, at Chicago, and he gave each of us one of the cards. And the next day when I saw him, he signed the card. Cool. So I put that in a little frame. And that was just really cool. And then Jerry, you know, he didn't think to get his sign and he saw mine he's like oh that's such a cool idea why didn't why didn't i do that that's chris Swan, cuz you know that that's sort of my mentality sometimes something if you know, if i, I like something you know I, I collected it if i if i like it i read it mm-hmm. um, i may buy like what back in the day maybe if i bought if i really liked an issue of the x men i may buy two just cuz i liked it that much. i don't know why
0: Oh you, you collector know. you.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was at the time it wasn't to you know resell later. It, that wasn't really. There was no you know venue for that. Right. You know, back in back in those days for me. Another thing was I would get you know if I had comics, I get them just signed just because it's they were mine they weren't going anywhere, and it was just something extra cool, for me for that issue especially for somebody that I really liked. Um. So I mean I still have some of those things in my you know, collection and stuff, and my Man of Steel <clears throat> trade is, you know, John Byrne. So c- trading cards are a quick um, example of that, and uh, I, for me that's just cool. sketch cards, you can sort of do the same thing, but really if it's somebody who's drawn it, they you know their signature's already on it. I mean I've seen people double sign. You know, like maybe in silver the second time, or something gold, the uh, metallic inks and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, they're both cool, but they're both different. Right. And yeah, you know, I I've seen uh, different artists doing both and attempting both. One as promotion, another as maybe a source of income, kind of thing. Uh, Sort of like mini commissions.
0: Okay, let me throw this out. What's the difference um, as a PR piece or as a collectible? What what could you do to a card to make the difference between the two? What would you use a PR card for, and what would you do different as far as a collectible trading card?
2: Uh, well, I, th- I think if you were going to make make one of those, you could you could take say you had a, a series of cards. Uh, you got mm-hmm. 250 cards of blood roses or whatever, and you had a piece of art, and um, you could sign a number, you know, limited, you know, you could sign a number, a certain amount of them, and maybe if you inked it and somebody else penciled it, you know, you both do it and make it, make it, make it in itself uh, something a little extra,
3: mm-hmm.
2: especially if it's an artist who doesn't really get out to shows and stuff much. So if you had Mitch Bird, you know, do a, you know, something, because uh, a lot of people don't see Mitch. Right. Uh, that would be instantly, uh, to people who know who Mitch is or see his art, you know, takes it a step up the ladder as far as collectability. Right. Uh, if you if you can set it aside as part of um, something else, you, you know, you can enhance the collectability of it and appeal to those people who do that. If it's a PR thing, if it's just going to be almost a uh, business card in a way, like, hey, here's my card, here's my book, or here's my character that we're doing a mini series of, uh, then, you know, I mean, not to cheapen that in any way, that's just more of a tool.
0: Yeah, well, on, on the card, as far as design, a PR card would have. Say uh, we do a new release of Storm Quest, we would add the cover on the front, and then all the all the uh, solicitation information on the back, correct?
2: Yeah.
0: Where if yeah. Like, if we did a set, we would do more like character cards, and then more about character information or series information on the back, if you want it.
2: Right. 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 Uh huh. Yeah. Exactly. I mean. If, if that's if your goal is to is to use them for uh, as I say a dealer or a retailer reminders uh, mm-hmm. or people to up their orders maybe at their local comic shops kind of thing then yeah you want that information on the back that is handy it's right there they don't have to go looking online or uh, through diamonds uh, the previews and stuff mm-hmm. that kind of thing that's handy that is a, a miniature um, representation of your your work and your information, and it's all there. And it is, it is it's a, almost a collectible business card in a way.
0: Right. You know? um, another thing I noticed that one that you and I don't feel good, and John's been quiet, so it's good, John. <laughs> now, no, um, I was letting the, oh, I, I was know.
1: letting you guys talk. <laughs> I actually have a question.
0: Okay. One one other thing while we're talking about differences, one thing I noticed that shows is that. The free cards are just piled like business cards on the table, on the corners Mm -hmm. or something. When you have your collectible cards, to make them feel like they're more collectible, valuable, you slide them into those hard top loaders. They make top loaders, and that's like a plastic, hard plastic sleeve, the top open, you slide it down like you do baseball cards. And, uh, And then you put those out. Those cost you maybe... 10 cents, 15 cents a piece. So, if, I mean, if you're selling this thing for a buck and you got 5, 10 cents invested in the cards, you got 10 cents invested in the top loader, you got 20 cents in this thing, you're selling it for a buck, you just made 80 cents. That doesn't sound like a lot, but if you sell hundreds of these things, it starts adding up over time. So it's a good profit margin. So the presentation that shows, I know I could lay Blood and Roses cards out to spread them out, nobody even cared, but when I put them into the top loaders, It cut their eyes. Why are these presented this way? Why are these special? So, um, there again, presentation that we keep talking about over and over in the shows is very vital on on whether it's this trading cards. We're talking about trading cards right now. We'll have to step back and talk about sketch cards because it's a whole different market.
1: Well, it's a matter of perceived value. And I was going to ask, what do you guys think of those... Sets of cards that you put them together and they become one image. I love them. uh Yeah, I know I have tons of uh, the old Marvel and DC cards that, uh, you know, from way back in the day. I've got the that,
0: Jim Lee set. Do you have that Yeah, one? me too. X yeah, one? I think so. And it's a Danger Room.
1: It's like yeah, eight. I do have that one.
0: Oh, man, that's too cool. In um, one of my previous stores, we because the cards were hot, Mm -hmm. um we would take those they have like two card sets four card sets right put them together and sell them that way (coughs) mark them up three or four hundred percent but get more for them because we went ahead and put the card sets together right yeah those are cool i like that um sort of tricky to do you'll be real creative but um it's pretty cool
1: and what do you think of uh like i know we were talking about venting your characters onto the thing uh, what do you think about the cards that are done to advertise the artists themselves? I know a few times over the years I've seen kind of artist profile mm-hmm. cards uh, being put out for certain people. Do, do you need to be a name to do that, or uh, can you kind of do that on your on your own?
0: I think anybody can use it. If it's a bus- basically, you're talking like a business card. A portfolio slash of, business card?
1: It kind of is, you know, uh, not necessarily a piece of their work, but maybe a caricature of them or a picture of them, of the artists themselves on the card, and maybe a short bio on the back.
0: No, I don't... Kind
1: of like an artist statement or something like that.
0: Now, is that something you would give away more than sell, correct?
1: Could be, yeah, yeah, yeah. probably, or it'd be part of a
0: overall a set... set. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't see a problem at all with that. No, uh-uh. the you, Bill? No,
2: not at all. I mean, that's. Um. I, if you can, especially if you can do something clever with it, I mean, that could draw attention to your, you know, or redraw attention later on if you've given it to someone at a show and they look it up, look at it, and you know, it catches their eye again, maybe. Um. And it it sort of reinforces who you are or what you're about or you know what your project is kind of thing so I think it's a good reminder I mean it doesn't matter what talent level you are I mean if you're up up to stuff that's one thing but um, I mean you do have to be careful with it if you're not ready and you do a card your card could say here I am but I'm not ready exactly yeah I mean you've got to you know be a little objective about it but yeah sure I mean if you're ready to go, go right, and you all
1: were talking earlier about some of the stuff that go back on that would go on the back of the uh of the card um what would be some maybe some pitfalls or some things that someone creating their own cards wouldn't want to put on the back of
0: the card dates. I have tons of blood and roses cards that date that the trade's coming out in 1995 or 1990 or guess what? Those cards aren't worth a darn at the moment. Right. You know, um, those are PR cards. So they did their purpose. This happens that I still have thousands sitting around in a warehouse. Um, so if it's a collectible thing, you don't want to put a date on them. Um, be careful putting too much information on the back so the type is too small. Right. Um, keep it Keep it short, sweet, and get your point across. I guess another thing to think about is appropriate cards for appropriate conventions. You know, nudity is probably not a good thing. Yeah, true. You know, that turns me off of anything, whether it's posters, prints, whatever at a show that is, you know, open to the public. Now, if you go to one of these model shows or or something like that, rock and roll, do what you want, if that's appropriate there. Right. If you go into a standard comic show, no, it's not appropriate. Um, Do not do cards of licensed characters. Do Do not print mass copies of Bart Simpson or... Star Wars. That will get you in trouble quick because you do not have a license. Can you do a sketch card of them? Sure. That's a one piece of artwork, and it's still a huge gray area, but everybody does it. But as far as printing them, no. No, no, no. That will get you in trouble quick.
2: You're right, Bob. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you. What a good point, Bob. Woo. As I suck. Yeah. Drop yeah. You for know, reaching you help. Yeah. You do, I mean, you definitely don't want to do something that's going to get you in trouble, legal trouble. Um, there are people who will definitely personally, um, you know, on purpose, toe that line, you know, and either for the sake of, you know, rebellion against the man. Right. Or, because I've, I've seen people make mention of that, Mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, on the other hand, if you are, if if, you're blood and ro- if you see a Blood and Roses card, you know, somebody selling Blood and Roses, that would kind of go against the grain. Yep. You know, your own personal project, and you see somebody else making money off the thing that you're trying to make uh, money off of so that you can continue to do the next one and the next one and all that. But, um, I mean, you have to have some sense. I mean, there are people who just... Don't have a lick of sense, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> we know,
0: but not we know of, none like of none of our listeners,
2: none of our listeners. No, no, no. <laughs> you but all this are genius. Listen- no, this is for our, our listeners who may see people like that. And go, you know what? They said on the Magazine podcast really, should- that's really. It. Well, I'm gonna go on there. I'm gonna spam them. Really? You're gonna? But that, uh,
0: that's what the space yeah, crew was talking yeah, about. Yep. That's don't right. mess with us.
2: But I mean, you have to have some sense, and, and you're, you're trying to create a reputation too, a, a professional reputation as a creator, as a company, or as a studio, um, as an individual in this industry, and you have to weigh that in there too. Um, so even if it's if it was something that that was on plagiarism or could possibly get you in trouble, uh, there is such a People say any publicity is bad publicity, or not any publicity is good publicity, even bad publicity. No, and that's not necessarily true. That will brand you. Um, we've talked about branding before, and um, that will link you in people's minds in a negative way. And sometimes that makes you more unhireable, possibly, than you were before. If you are trying to get your foot in that door, because you are, you know, you are swimming upstream along with you know hundreds and thousands of other people trying to get, you know, their foot in the door, <sighs> not the next two, you know, totally different analogies there, but, um, I mean, you have to play it smart, be clever, think of clever ways to, um, you know, the, from the cover image to the image, uh, that you want to portray as a professional artist or creator or writer or publisher, or whatever you want to. Go at it in a professional way from all angles, and that includes uh, possibly stepping on toes or not stepping on toes uh, legally and all that. So, um, like I said, you just have to you have to be smart, mm-hmm. and and if you see somebody else uh, on that road, then possibly be a a, a mentor to them and Ooh. say, you know, mm-hmm. you know there's, um, I mean, p- people. Are, <laughs> I mean, you've said on the the podcast before, you know, sorry for stepping on my comics mentor toes or, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And other people in in the emails and stuff have done it too, but it's like it's not just me. Uh, We're here to uh, share information. We're here to share advice. Mm -hmm. And if other people have that same mentality, if everybody else looks out for everybody else, you know, oh my God, what what kind of industry would this be if everybody looked out for, yeah, and if you looked out for the other person, not worry about, you know, egos so much, and, you know, just get the stuff out there, you know, and that includes sketch cards and, and trading cards and, and, you know, getting the work out there, getting it out where other people, because if people outside the industry look in and see a lot of infighting kind of thing or, for example, that plagiarism thing we were just talking about, that casts us in a negative light, and, um, and they're less apt to possibly pick up something that has something to do with comics. Uh, so it's not just about you. It's, right. it's, it's about other people, too. So we, we all
0: represent this industry.
1: Right, and comics have come a long way in the last 10, 15 years. Yes. The last thing we need is to get knocked back down to the level we were at before, you know, the whole disposable entertainment, uh, kids entertainment, you know, blah, 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 whatever you want to term it as. We definitely need to be doing everything we can to raise up the industry, not knock it down. You know, there'll always be those idiots that we can't control, but,
0: uh... We don't want to control.
1: We don't want to control. But, we want them yeah. out of our industry.
0: We we <laughs> <laughs> we, we want to... You always want to put a positive spin on everything. And right. Even in your promotional materials and the trading cards. I'm going to gear it back towards the cards.
1: Yeah, and, actually... Uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh... I was going to bring up the question, um considering we're talking about two different kinds of cards here yeah uh what what do you think are the better images to use for each kind of card what do you think uh operates better as a trading card and maybe what operates better as a sketch card
0: um a trading card you can get away with cover image or anything because it it it's printed and it's at a high DPI, so the smaller figures still stand out. Um, so, you know, you can reduce down pretty small and still tell what it is. Logo could be pretty small and still tell what it is. When you do a sketch card, you're using pencils and markers and colored pencils. So, on that, it all bleeds a little bit. You can't help it. It's just paper. Anytime you, you touch a paper, it's going to soak up the ink so um you couldn't do fine detail and you you really don't want to d- well some some artists do these really intricate crazy detailed cards um but you know usually it's a much simpler figure headshot bust shot i don't think full figures work very well as far as sketch cards um you, you just want to keep it more open when, when you do a sketch card you know, a single figure usually, not two figures. Um, keep it clean, keep it open. Um, seems to be the nicer collectible piece. Um, I know we talked about sketch cards and like trading card sets in the past, but that's mm-hmm. something to discuss. Um, where you would find sketch cards? You have you have artists at shows doing sketch cards and selling them, and that's like getting your own original piece of artwork. You know, going up and say, hey, well, you saw Spider-Man. You know, at that point, this artist can do that currently. It's, it's a huge gray area. Does that artist have a license to do Spider-Man? No. He's, do, he's, he's drawing one fan piece of artwork. So, he's not reproducing that card. He's not selling multiple copies of that card. He's producing one piece of artwork. So far, most of the licensors and publishers are turning a blind eye to this market. Which is great, because a lot of these artists depend on drawing these figures and drawing these characters and it's almost like PR for these companies you know um, is Marvel gonna you know slap everybody draw Spider-Man on a sketch card when that means there's hundreds if not thousands of people with Spider-Man sketch cards in their possession promoting their character probably not it may get a little bit more funky with Star Wars, but I still think it's pretty well open. If it's a one-off piece of artwork, in other words, you draw it, you sell that piece of original artwork, and that's it, then, uh, you know, usually most licensors, publishers turn a blind eye to it, say, okay, fine. Right. And then you got sketch cards that people do that, that that card companies insert into sets. Like Yuko and Joe Caroni um bill you know some of the other people out there who's done sketch cards for sets um that's a huge industry you know these people come in they draw anywhere from 10 to 50 to 100 to 200 cards and it gets dropped into sets which brings me up to a set that we were going to have darren mueller come in and promote Mm -hmm. and uh darren decided to go shopping instead (laughs) so (laughs) actually he may be back We'll um, we'll plug it here. Yeah. Um, I I've been talking to Darren. Darren's been over in the shop and he's been showing me the design stuff. It's a really cool project. It has to do with trading cards, and he's got creators who's gonna go in and buy, design, create, and purchase trading cards. And the creator, if I if I know the correct, if this is correct. Gets 250 of the cards for a price. Mm -hmm. And then Comic Related gets 250 of the same card. Comic Related is going to take all the cards and build sets and sell them at shows or online to help help fund Comic Related. Because we all benefit from Comic Related. We all have benefited from it. You know, Chuck's been great to all of us out there. And continues to be great. And it's sort of my way I look at it as my way to give a little bit back to Chuck. I'm going to throw something else out there. I'm going to top it. Along with that, every creator out there that listens to podcasts or Bill, you and John can post this on the boards. Let's all contribute sketch cards, original piece of sketch cards, and Chuck can insert an actual piece of original artwork into all 250 of those sets. So okay. now Chuck needs 250 pieces of original artwork, and I'll put myself in for five.
1: There we go. All right.
0: So I will do five.
1: I'll pass that along.
0: And I think this will make the sets even more collectible because you don't know whose cards you're going to get. It, it would be a mystery. I think that would be cool. Yeah, it would. And it, it, not every set's going to be identical now. Every set's going to mm-hmm. have its own a little exclusive sketch card in it. So... Um, we'll have to get the Kamikaze guys involved in this. Um, I think it'll be cool. Darren and Jackie and um, over at Ringtail. John, you got to step up. Bill. Yep. And uh, we'll, uh, Bill, you and I will team up on some cards.
1: There you go. Sounds like a plan.
0: And uh, we'll, we'll, I think that would be cool. So you got to tell Darren.
1: I'll let him know right after the podcast is done.
0: Okay. So, yeah, I mean. That that's a way you can jazz up stuff. I might even use that for the Blood and Roses cards that I got if I want to try and move sets. You know, do some original sketch cards along with the sets. Um, you know, we just happen to sell sketch cards at BlueLinePro.com. Mm-hmm. So give it a little plug. Also, a little plug out there while we're plugging and make this our official ad section of the podcast. Um, Blue Line is now offering full color printing. So we can actually print the trading cards for you. Um, We don't have anything online yet. You need to call the Blue Line Pro office. 859-282-0096, I think. Or go to bluelinepro.com and get the number. Or email Mike at info at. And he can get you the rates. I know we were talking Friday. He's got the rate sheets together. He's ready to start promoting it. He wants me to design ads next week for the newsletter. So we're gonna let people know that we can put trading cards, business cards, posters, all full color, and it's really affordable. So, um, a little plug for Blue Line there, since they source sponsors. So, um, done. So trading cards. Um, how many is too many cards? How many? How many? That's something I've been thinking about because we're gonna do some Claysway trading cards. And um, I noticed that shows a lot of people sold them like three dollars a piece, two dollars a piece if you bought five. No, if you bought five, now maybe it's two dollars a piece, or if you buy twelve, there were ten bucks. Anyway, it broke down to about a buck a piece if you bought more. So, how many original images do you need to really sell? I guess. What do you guys think?
1: Do you mean of trading cards or? Trading cards. cards? Trading Trading cards. cards. Hmm? Well, I would say anything less than, it'd be hard to call anything less than, say, 10
0: Mm -hmm. a set. Right.
1: Or maybe, I'd maybe even go down as far as seven or eight, maybe eight, Mm -hmm. a set. You know, it'd be hard to call anything less than that a set. Uh, At that point, it's just, you know, uh, random cards. You can't, there has to be a a specific limit to a set. Um, So I think that's important. Another thing I was thinking uh, while you were talking about the difference between sketch and... Right. trading cards that um at least in my opinion with uh, with the trading cards you've really got to bring your a game to those cards yes every time those need to be the images that if they were 20 times bigger would be your poster image and would be you know something that would be hanging on a wall somewhere right you know it needs to be that level of good you can't You can't do something sketchy on a trading card unless it's a specific sketch style trading
0: card. Right.
1: You know, um, you can't, you really got to bring your A-game to that. You can't, you can't just throw something half-assed out. Right. For that. So, yeah, I definitely think that there should be a set limit. Now, you also don't want to throw out like a hundred. You know that's way too many.
0: I think over so I time 50, you can have.
1: Yeah. It. Oh but yeah, definitely. I
0: think I think twelve to fifteen is a good starting point because you can do the deal, the buy-in deal, ten for you know twelve for ten bucks or eleven for twelve bucks. Right. Everybody likes to get something for free.
1: Yeah. You know, so or So you have that it... many characters that works. You know, right. it really depends on your number of characters. You don't want to do tons of cards about one guy or one girl. You know, one <laughs> character. You need needs to you need to have enough characters to support the number of cards you're putting out.
0: Right, agreed. I agree. You do. Because
1: you can only do Spidey in so many poses, you oh, know, or oh. or you know, net insert hero here or villain here. You know, you can only do so many things before it goes. Oh my God,
0: another one of that. No. Right. Oh no, I agree. You, you do have to jazz it up making them i think you also might have to do stuff outside of your property um here again bringing experience into it the blood and rosa set i had has two dinosaur cards just because brad gorby draws really cool dinosaurs i had a t-rex and a velociraptor raptor i think on them that's cool the young kids didn't give a darn about those hot chicks on the cards they thought the dinosaurs were cool there's no licensing to dinosaurs. So, I mean, you could throw in some some dinos or some spacemen or anything that's non-licensable along with your properties. And you might grab it for an eye, you know? So, it's to think about what, what you can do with it.
1: Yeah, there's nothing to say that a dinosaur can't just show up in your story somewhere, you know? Right. <laughs> and with blood roses, they did. And they did often, so.
0: Yeah. Yes, they did. <laughs>
1: oh. And they hey. still do. And yeah, that's play. right. It's it helps right. if you have a time travel hey, story, I, but, you I, know. I never
0: grew out of the dinosaurs, guys, you know? I can't help it. I love dinosaurs. Well,
2: dinosaurs get cooler as they find out more stuff and figure out more stuff. And, mm-hmm. You know, even from when we were kids, they're, they're more cool now.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, I had no clue what a Velociraptor was. Oh, no. Never had heard that particular dinosaur before. But, you know, thanks to Jurassic Park and, uh, you know, the the marching on of science, we know a lot of different types of dinosaurs now. Right. Because when I was a kid, I remember like three.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. T- you know, the <laughs> T-Rex,
1: Stegosaurus, and the Brontosaurus. That yep. was about it. That
0: was it. They were cool.
1: But they were cool, and... Even back then, I mean, you know, as lame as it was, land of the lost, hey, dinosaurs walking around. That's cool. You know, so eh, you never do grow out of it.
0: Never.
2: Yeah, some people do. <laughs> oh, Bill, did you grow out of it?
1: Bill is so over dinosaurs. Oh, no. Bill. You're so, so old.
2: I, yeah, I am so old, but, I mean, you know, your tastes change. And, and, like, I mean, I still think dinosaurs are cool, so. But I know, you know. People lose that that uh, wonder, sense of wonder that you had as a child.
1: Yeah, I was thinking and, that same word.
2: You know, and sometimes I'll use certain things or certain events or certain images or things that are magic, mm-hmm. magical moments,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, there are magical pieces of art. There's magical things in our lives, and I think that it, if we veer away from that, you know, if we lose that, then we do lose something of ourselves, and um, I don't think that equals being mature, I think that means, you know, possibly, in some cases, boring.
3: Yeah. But,
2: uh, you know, I, I mean, I know people who do and who have, and that's fine. But, you know, if you're one of those people, then don't deny someone else that. Right. Or, you know, if you know somebody who draws comics or whatever, or somebody knows you who draws, you know, because you're drawing comics, you know, don't take what take that away, don't, don't let somebody steal your your magic you know right
1: yeah i when you know adding to what bill says, I mean the reason I have an English degree is because people tried to talk me out of the whole concept of being able to do anything with art, you know mm-hmm. so don't let people do that to you 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 really you know if you love something to hell with what someone else thinks yep. who cares? You know, if you love comic books, if you love polar bears, dinosaurs, whatever.
0: Panda bears. India-
1: Panda bears. Indiana Jones. Whatever the hell you love. Love it yeah. and don't worry about what other people think.
0: That's right. And John has cussed three times in his podcast. I have. I and
1: have Bob
0: cussed. hasn't cussed once. That's wow. right.
1: But all mine are socially acceptable cuss words. You usually <laughs> drop <laughs> the F-bomb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, and then I have to cut it out. Um. But anyway, get back to cards. So, yeah, you can do stuff of your license stuff, but also there is tons and tons and tons of public domain, sort of like Holmes.
1: Frankenstein.
0: Frankenstein. um, Yeah, tons and tons, Bob. Um, Anyway, they're not hitting me, but anyway, research, public domain stuff. You can do cards of that, and that might open up a whole different collectible market for you. Just, Just whatever you're drawing. Enjoy it and make sure that's what you, you know, that would be a customer base that if you had somebody come in and pick up a Sherlock Holmes card, do you have something else there they might be interested in? So, because um, if not, if you're doing all aliens and Martians and all of a sudden you have Sherlock Holmes cards, it you might sell that card, but you're not really benefiting the rest of your properties by doing that. You follow me, or did I lose everybody?
1: No, I think I think that makes a lot of sense. You know you can use all these things, but it's always best to find a way to incorporate them into what you're what else you're trying to do right you know you can have Sherlock Holmes, but you know there's nothing to say that you can't have your character bumping into Sherlock Holmes
0: or well. Or whatever else, you know. One thing I thought about, we got the uh, Camelot Forever property we're working on. And there we had the Pendragon, King Arthur. Mm -hmm. Um, Our wizard has a really cool, Merlin has a really cool dragon tattoo of his eyes. So I thought we could do a whole series of dragon cards, man. Incorporate the mystics and magic and stuff like that, you know. And um, more than probably you've ever seen with the King Arthur Arthurian legend. Play it up a little bit. So, you know, I'm thinking about doing, uh, you know, throwing in a few cool dragon cards in there. Everybody, you know, kids, people love dragons. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, stuff like that, stuff that will draw them over into your property. Use that. Um, There again, the dinosaurs have two dinosaur cards. That was cool. Kids bought them, wanted me to sign them. They didn't care about the girl cards or the alien cards or anything else that was there. They thought dinosaurs were cool hey that was all right i handed them my clay's way information when they walked off so i you know sold a couple of cards and handed out some info mission accomplished but that's it that's all we can do at a show so oh guys this is doing well um we probably go on about cards all night but we got some other stuff to cover
1: that is true
0: um I'm going to be in Atlanta next weekend, so anybody listening to this, I will be at the Wizards show in Atlanta.
1: Actually, um, so will I and Chuck Moore.
0: You guys are going to as, Atlanta?
1: As of today, uh-huh. we're going to Atlanta.
0: Okay, cool.
1: Oh, we're just yeah. backpacking it. Yeah, Bob, Bill won't be there.
0: but oh. Come on, Bill.
1: Come on, um, it's only a eight nine hour drive. Come on.
2: <laughs> that's about right. seven hours longer. Than I want to go. <laughs> that's about all right. Seven and a half.
0: That's about an eight hour drive for me. So. Yeah,
1: something not like too that.
0: too bad. Cool. Hey, it's gonna be a party then. Yep. All right. Um, what has been going on over at the site over at Comic Related, John?
1: Um. Well. Well, one of the things that people can check out over at the site is they can see visual images of uh, the first two. Uh, well, they're not exactly the first two cards in the set, but uh, let's call them promos for uh, the upcoming uh, indie card series. Uh, those are can be found over in the forums. But um, there is a link on the front page of Comic Related, so go check that out. It would be good. And then, um, unless you had something else specific in mind, I'll I'll move on to the Sketch portion of our program. Um, Over in Sketch, and um, I should have a few things to tell you guys today, (laughs) because I think it's been a while.
0: Yes, it has. Um,
1: I have found an interview with... TJ Krull, uh, currently writing Green Arrow and the Teen Titans. Um, and there's been a lot of changes, of course, that people have been keeping up with Green Arrow, uh, with the whole, um, Sherwood Forest in the middle of the city now and all that upheaval. And, uh, I think they've just changed teams on Titans again. So, uh... A gentleman caught him at the Long Beach Comic Convention uh, from earlier this year. Not too long ago, actually. So uh, there's that interview, and uh, it was nice to find one with a writer for once, because, uh, you know, sadly, we don't get a lot of videos from writers. Um, another one I found is from uh, Marvel and DC artist uh, Steve Scott talking about his process. Also, another one from a convention. Um The one after that was a little bit of a departure. Um, It's really not supposed to teach you anything, (laughs) uh, but it's more for you to just enjoy. Um, I don't know how many people saw it earlier in the year, but uh, DC Universe Online put out an absolutely stellar trailer. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, just this incredible trailer that uh, when you saw it for the first time, your mouth was just wide open. Uh, you know, with awe about how cool the trailer was. Well, um, I put that on there, and then I came across a shot-by-shot shot breakdown with Jim Lee and with the guy who is the director of the trailer.
0: Oh, cool. They,
1: yeah, they show uh, they show little things that you may not have caught the first time because they were kind of small. Uh, they, they talked about the reasoning behind some of the uh, different little things they did, so... Uh, definitely worth checking out and, you know, just, uh, just incredibly cool. So it's not really there to, uh, you know, we usually try to teach you something, but that one was just for funsies and it was, you know, for, it was on Thanksgiving anyway. So, you know, everybody deserved a little treat. And then, uh, prior to that, I have, uh, drawing proper line art on a tablet, um, Uh, I say in my little uh, writing blurb that using technology is kind of a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. Uh, It can make the process easier, but it can also give some people the false sense of their own ability. And um, it, in many ways, allows people to become a little bit lazy with the fundamentals. And uh, the fundamentals are really something that, you know, even the most seasoned artists still works on all the time if they're smart. So, um, this tutorial helps you, uh, work out really just dealing with straight lines with the tablet. Um, which I think is incredibly important because, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of art come down the pike, um, especially from, you know, uh, independent or newer artists that, uh, It's kind of muddy. It's kind of not, uh, you know, up to the par where it really should be. Um, And, uh, you know, I think just think everyone needs to practice all the time. So but that's just the teacher in me talking again.
3: (laughs) Um,
1: Also, I found another artist. Um, This one is is half in English, half in Portuguese. Uh, but there is a title, So I'm, I'm making your read a little bit, but it's by Jerry Allen. Qualen, Alan Quinlan, Alan something Quilin. like that. Thank you, sir. Um, he's a very popular inker. Uh, he's inked a lot of really good stuff. My personal favorite being, uh, Superman birthright. Uh, I'm really, I really love the art in that book. And, uh, that uh, he had something to do with it. Uh, he's contributed to sketch. Yes, he has. As a matter of fact.
2: And he's pretty
1: um, Oh, Well, there you go. So uh-huh. you should get S- an interview with this young man then, because he's very, uh, very talented, and I really like what he has to say. Um, prior to that, I'm hitting up Freddie Williams again. He put out some new videos where he's doing a lot of Q and A's about digital art. And the impact of his book on digital art. And uh, I still think it's kind of cool that he has that pop-up book sticking up in the background there. Mm Because I like that pop-up book. Um, And then uh, a quick tutorial on how to ink. Just um, quick inking tips. YouTube has this little thing called the Expert Village. Uh, It's usually just this one artist named Danny Page doing pretty much everything, but uh, it's a nice little refresher on basic inking skills, and it kind of goes back to what I was saying a second ago about, uh, you know, everyone needing to uh, practice. And then um, I think with this one, this catches us up. Uh, Brian Hitch put out an Ultimate Comics Studio book. I happen to have one in my possession, but sadly, I have not had a chance to read it yet. But thankfully, um, he put out a few videos as well. They're kind of short, but there are several of them. So uh, go check those out, talking about drawing, inking, and color, uh, line work, distribution, all sorts of other stuff. And uh, that, I believe, brings us back up to where I was with the Jeff Smith Festival talk. Which, if you haven't seen that yet, uh, go watch it. Watch it as soon as you're done with this podcast. It's a half hour long, and it's worth every minute of it. So Go check it out.
0: Check it out.
1: And that's it for me.
0: Bill, what's going on over at Comic Mentor?
2: Uh, Yet more encouraging posts. Um, I know that people need encouragement, and that's a place to go and and sometimes you just need a kick in the butt and so do I so as I've said before anytime I post anything I'm talking to myself first and if anybody else benefits then um, I'm glad because um, some things, some some truths are universal and sometimes we get caught up in the things that we want to do and don't have time to do or uh, we just lose sight of what we're trying to do so I'll continue to you know, keep posting things like that or if we're doing podcast or um, things that are going on with us um, as a studio, Skystorm Studio or the magazine those things pop up or if I find something cool I'll put something in there but a lot of uh, encouragement videos and over on the comic related forum uh, we don't have anything going on yet we will be having an inking contest and Andy Smith gave me three pages that we can use that we can post, so we just have to set that up, and um, I want to time that out a little bit, but that is coming up. That will be our next contest, and uh, there's already interest, you know, on several on the on the on both on DeviantArt, when I mentioned it, and on the comic-related board and, and emails and stuff. So that's something to look forward to. And one of the threads that I've been following, and I think I mentioned it before. I mentioned it last week maybe it's Fred Lang's art thread. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's taken a script that I wrote, and he's um, working through it for his portfolio. And one of the things we're going to do with this is it's a tutorial, really. You know, it's a process of taking something from the script to. Uh, he's been running his thumbnails, his pencils. H- page one, he he redid because he got some feedback and started. He just redrew it, and he—it's—he has it in you know computer, so he can just you know redo it. That's a—I don't know—that's an awesome thread, and I'm—I'm I'm anxious to see what he continues to do because he's just—he—he he, he just released last week that he did two pages of a fill-in or a, a, he helped somebody uh, for a Marvel book. I think it was Iron Fist or Power, Hero for Hire, maybe comic-related. Awesome message board, forum, community, go there. I mean, there's all kinds of things and people to check out, and it's just uh, a great place to be. And you can find out things like about the trading card set that's coming up. And, um, you know, there's some cool ideas and there's some cool people there. So head on over. So there you go. I agree.
0: Um, Let's see. Blue Line's been running their Black Friday and, of course, we we'll have Cyber Monday sale. Go check it out. Um, some great pricing and stuff. I've been working on, Bill and I have been talking about this, converting Sketch or sketchmagazine.net over to a, a WordPress site, which I should be doing tutorials on um, and posting them so that we can all contribute a little bit more to that site. And, uh, Clay's Way continues to trug along. Um, uh, been posting two strips a week for 10 weeks now. Yeah. So we've done 20 strips. Um, our Thanksgiving strip came up. Um, I'm in a process of putting more art and more personal stuff on the front blog and moving the, uh, the ADHD and dyslexia stuff over to the community, trying to get the community built up. Um, posted a bunch of links today. Uh, posted the, uh... We're going to publish our first comic book next week so we can ha- have it for Atlanta. Posted a cover to the first comic book online today. Um, we're going to print it and have it for Atlanta. It'll be a collection of the first strips, sketches. Um, I'm not too sure if Jackie and Darren's going to go. At One time they were, so if it is, then it would be first time Jackie and I have done an appearance together. So, um, so yeah, we'll have that piece of merchandise for the, sh- for the um, site and we're going to have it up in the store here by right the end of the week. So, um, some cool stuff going on there. Um, Skystorm's trudging along. Um, we had a great meeting, all of us. Uh, really worked out a lot of stuff. Anxious to get past this holiday and this show so we can really dive into some new things. So, um, things will be happening real soon with it. So, that's got me.
1: And Thanksgiving Strip was very funny,
0: by the way. Thank you. It was one of those strips that I scripted. That was one of those strips that I scripted a totally different way. And then after I colored it, I looked at it and go, you know what? I could do a narrative over this and then didn't break into the narrative. I'm like, I've never written anything like that. I'm going to try it to see how it's picked up and who caught it and who didn't. And uh, I, I think it came off pretty well. Yeah, it was good. You know, my wife didn't realize that the comment about the chocolate chip cookies was referring to Pam's first appearance, eating the chocolate chip cookies. So, you know, we, we were trying to build some continuity there with that. Um, so
1: Continuity is a beautiful
0: thing. You know, just like we made a comment that Pam was originally Luke's, and we're going to play that up in future strips. So um, there's a little tidbit to that, but you don't you, know, you don't want to get bogged down in this kind of strip with continuity either. So. Right. Um, I mean, there's got to be certain enough, but you know, the strip's a lot of fun. Thank you. Um, I'm going to try to start throwing more ske- – um, Jackie does sketches like crazy. We're going to start try, throwing up more of her sketches and more of the comic book stuff, and uh, we're going to do some buttons and, and stuff. It's time to start merchandising a little bit, seeing, mm-hmm. seeing what we can get. People involved in so, um, you know, the hits on it continues to grow, and uh, you know I appreciate it. Um, we've we've gotten um, some other sites with ADHD, um, totally ADD, um, has uh, wanted to uh, do a write up on us on their newsletter. Um, so uh, people are starting to recognize us, starting to see what we're doing. So it's a lot of fun. So, John, how can they find you, bud?
1: Well, they can always find me at sketchmagazine.net, John at sketchmagazine.net, or John at comicrelated.com. And if they are interested in um, becoming part of the indie card series, uh, they can get in touch with me or um, any of the folks at Comic Related. And we will give you further details on that. Cool.
0: Well,
2: uh, comicsmentor at gmail dot com, or on the comic related forum, I'm there. I'll usually uh, check it out once, twice, ten times a day. <laughs> Especially with Fred's, like I said, Fred. Fred's been sick, but he's been he started posting some of his pencils and the th- mm-hmm. thumbnails and stuff. So there's just cool stuff that you know, and, and topics to talk about, whether it's movies, T V, whatever, and uh you know, join up and free, feel free to chime in. It's a you know, like I said, it's a community, so and you can find me there.
0: Cool. I um, you can find me at Bob H at blue dot com or you can email all three of us at podcast at sketch magazine dot net. You know, here again, please send us your questions. Your if you don't think we answered something right or you wanna add to it um you can go to the community and do that or you can and or not or but and you can send us an email and uh we can uh discuss it so um well guys it's been a great one i appreciate it well thank you take
1: care hope you guys feel better
0: <laughs> next week yeah, yeah. we'll give a shot see you guys bye
1: good night everyone